Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. And today's episode is brought to you in part by the Business Radio X Main Street Warriors program. For more information, go to MainStreetWarriors.org. This is going to be a fantastic episode, gang. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with Guardian Insurance Solutions, Mr. Justin DeWeese. Good morning, sir. Good morning. It's good to be here. Oh, it is a delight to finally have you in the studio. You and I have crossed paths. We've seen each other in several environments, Uh, maybe Young Professionals of Woodstock, but definitely Woodstock Business Club, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I've been at this thing for four months. I moved here a year ago to Cherokee County. Yeah. And man, four months ago, I got out. uh, Someone told me about uh, Woodstock Business Club. I went there, learned about Canton Business Club, Ballground Business Club, uh, yeah, many different outlets. And so I, I love people. Uh, if you've ever done the disc profile, I'm a high I, uh-huh. 99I. So that's an influencer, you know, an extroverted type personality. So mm-hmm. I just like getting out there and making a lot of friends. Yeah. So, uh, so you're a staple in all these, in all these places. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just about like going to like, Hey, send me business, send me business. That's, that's not how you do it. Nobody likes that guy. You know, people <laughs> right, do business right. with people that they like, they know and trust. It's just, yeah. It's funny. I stand up in one of the groups one day and I stood up and I said, Hey, I thanked a couple of people for referrals. And I said, you know, what's crazy. Thanks for sending me referrals. I got so used to becoming friends with everybody. I was like, Oh yeah, we do business <laughs> together. Yeah. It was crazy. A few realtors, they sent me referrals. I stood up. And I was like, thanks to Javon. Thanks for Angela for sending me yeah. the referrals. And I, while I was standing up, it just hit me right then. I was like, thanks for doing business with me. Like I'm just used to being your friend and you're sending me business. I was like, Oh Yeah. This is called a business club. That's why we're here. So, yeah, I kind of got out here four months ago, and my goal was to meet Cherokee County in a few months. So I met a lot of people in <laughs> Cherokee County, uh, spe- specifically in the business field over the last few months. So what compelled the move, man? What brought you down here? My kiddos. My kiddos. Yeah? yeah, man. So my whole life, I served full-time ministry. Like somebody came into my life when I was 17, changed my life. Like they taught me, like my dad was in jail. My mom was working all the time. Mm-hmm. and. This guy came onto my high school campus and became a mentor to me, taught me how to make a budget, taught me how to date girls, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I ended up going to college, got some of my master's just because of the influence of someone in my life. And I was like, dude, you get paid to hang out with me? And he was like, yeah, little did I know he made like 30 <laughs> grand a year and he raised off support from businesses and stuff. But yeah. I was like, I want to do that. So I went off and uh, did that. Uh, unfortunately, if you, you know, whatever, we go through tough times in life and we get down, but you have to get back up. I went through a divorce. Four mm. years ago, so after a whole career of ministry, loving people, pouring into people, went through a divorce, worst time of my life. Long story short, um, I'd started insurance, and insurance, you make zero day one. You don't make a lot of money. You sell one policy at a time, and I do home and auto, work mm-hmm. with a lot of realtors and loan officers, and so financial planners, and so I may make a 100 bucks. I may make $300 per client. So you need a lot of clients over a yeah. lot of years, you know, to kind of build that up. So mm-hmm. it took me a few years to build that up. I built that up and finally moved here a year ago, hang out with my kids all the time. Got them all signed up in acting and basketball, soccer, and baseball. I was like, all right, you guys have not been doing sports for a few years. Like, <laughs> I need to get you involved in the community. I want to get in the community. So dude, so I want to tell you something. Chattanooga, I love it. Aesthetically looking, Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's where I came from. Mm-hmm. Beautiful people, beautiful place. But, man, coming to Cherokee County – 
you guys are blowing my mind, like for real. I love everybody. Like at these business groups, I'm like, dude, there's another insurance agent. There's another insurance mm-hmm. agent. And I even looked at a uh, mortgage loan officer one day, uh, and I said, do I need to leave this meeting? I don't want to like take business from that guy. And he goes, listen, dude, there's like seven or eight mortgage loan officers in here. You're going to get business. Don't worry about it. And so, yeah, so four months ago, just got out in the community and haven't looked back. It's been great. Don't you just love the way that this business community, and I do think it's countywide, uh, the way they roll, man, because that is exactly how everyone is. There's there's plenty of business for everyone. There are so many folks from the same discipline who you will find uh, collaborating, mm-hmm. and 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 I think it's it's that heart of service, right? They they put the client first, or even people who are not going to be their client. They still try to figure out how can we help this person, and I, I just love that. It's insane, and it's contagious, and it's a culture. Because mm-hmm. if you're doing that with somebody, and I see that, and then I look at somebody else, they're doing that with somebody, and I see that. I start doing that, and everyone just becomes like that. Even other insurance agents, when someone celebrates them, hey, this guy sent me business, I'm not like, man, I wish they would. I would be sending them business. I get pumped because they know somebody locally that they like, know, and trust that's sending them business. And I'm yeah. like, all right, man, I'm glad that guy – is killing it. I don't think I want his business. You root for everybody, even in your own profession. Yeah, it's sure. insane. So why insurance, man? What what drove you to that yeah. to that arena? So this isn't all right. So it's not a sexy story from the beginning. So <laughs> what happened is, um, yeah. So ministry, it's all about loving people. I mean, the most I ever made was about fifty something grand a year in ministry. You're not in that for the money. Yeah. And my wife at the time she stayed at home, so. I mean, I had a decent car, a decent house or whatever. I get here in the business world. I'm like, man, there's some ballers out here making some money. <laughs> just opened my eyes. Honestly, so I was in Chattanooga. I was playing tennis with my buddy Brian. And I was like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Like I'm, you know, the church gave me a severance, which was cool, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I needed to leave kind of the church and focus on marriage. And I got divorced right around that time when I got, you guys, you got to do insurance. And I was like, insurance, like. Don't I need suspenders, a pocket protector, and glasses? Because when you think of insurance, you think of a lot of numbers and, you know, uh, insurance adjuster claims and all that. I was like, I don't know anything about that. He goes, no, man, don't worry about it. It's all about knowing people. Yeah, you need to know the product and what you're selling, but it's all about knowing people. And I didn't realize that. But I guess I'd live that in ministry because I'd go on high school campuses. I'd reach – so here's a good quote for business and ministry. So to reach the kids, reach the youth that no one else – wants to reach mm-hmm. or no one else is reaching you've got to go places no one else is going and do things no one else is doing same thing for business and business how do you blow up your business how you do this all this stuff well you need to go places no one else is going and do things no one else is doing so you can get creative you can get strategic you can have fun with it that kind of stuff so yeah we're playing tennis one day and uh, he's like go meet my guy and i went and met his guy and i was like all right man let's do this thing so he on me he was very gracious he gave me a couple Mortgage loan officers are kind of like my best referral because those are the people mm. that are either refinancing a house or if you're buying a house. Mm-hmm. My goal is to talk with them and to say, uh, like, if you're refinancing, hey, Stone, you know, who's your current insurance company? Get a quote from them. But, man, if you don't mind, I want my guy Justin to call you. Like, you'll love him. He's a really good dude. Uh, they're a, He's a broker. They've got 30 different companies. Eight or nine times out of ten, they're going to get you the best rate. His inside sales girl, her name's Jesse. So you actually have names. You're not calling a 1-800 number. Yeah. And it's just easy. And they set that up in a group text or an email. I call them right away. We turn it around next day. So yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of easy. But my job, I, I serve as like director of business development. So my job is just to go bring on clients. So the client is the realtor, the loan officer, the financial planner. But what I love, what you're talking about before in the culture, 
because when I talk to clients or my, I may not even talk to all of them, a lot of clients will go through Jesse. So she's like an extension of me. Mm-hmm. But what that allows me to do, that saves me 35 to 45 percent of my week. So even from a business strategy, I have 35 to 45 percent of my week to go do something else. Yeah. What am I doing? I'm going back to the realtor, the loan officer, financial planner and say, how can I help you grow your business? So I've jumped on there, helped them out with Google reviews, helped them out with their Facebook business. I love kind of networking, you know, marketing, and I'm kind of like a free business consultant for them. And so for me, I love that because I love like you're a business radio show. Like I'm in, I'm on cloud nine right now. (laughs) I love, I didn't realize how much I love business because I don't, I don't really think I thought of church as business, but I always Mm -hmm. studied churches, man. I studied the best pastors, the best communicators across the country. Some were very bold and some were very sharp and some were very funny. Some were very, they did a good job walking through through storytelling. And I studied all those because I want to be the best communicator, right, in the church world. And then I get into the business world and I'm like, whoa, how do you run your business? What do you do? That's cool. And I just, my brain for the last four years has been just learning a lot. And then coming here to Cherokee County, man, it's like the perfect fit. You know, you go through all those I honestly felt four years ago, like God dug a grave, threw me in it and was like, you're done. Mm. Like, it, you know, as I walk through that, I understand that wasn't God. That was a lot of me and my personal decisions that I made, you know, but I realized that he's also grabbed the shovel and he was like, hey, let me dig you out of this grave that you put yourself in and let me give you life. And I feel like I've been living life to the fullest and through business, man, like I always so to be a pastor, people have different ideas of what it means to be a pastor. You know, some yeah. people have some weird um, beliefs, and maybe rightfully so. Maybe they're in some kind of weird church or whatever. You know, some of those things can get some churches can get weird, but there's a lot of flipping cool churches around Cherokee County that are actually about being in the schools and being in the community. And that's part of what I want to do, and I am doing right now. I'm setting up to take business, uh, maybe church and go into the schools to reach people like me. Because if that guy did not go into my campus, I don't know who I would be, and I don't know what yeah. I would be today. And so I think every kid in Cherokee County, uh, one thing's called the birthday club. I want to get It's not going now. I want to get it started where every kid in an elementary school in Cherokee County gets a cupcake, a happy birthday pencil, like a little funny eraser, yeah. and a high five. You know, Because they may not get that at home. They right. may come from a... a abusive emotionally physically you know household but what can we do to come alongside what the teachers are already doing to try to encourage those souls lift those spirits and maybe they can be on a business radio show one day versus just doing whatever living a mundane life they can be put in a leadership position to make make a difference so i know i went on a little rampage there from insurance to a mission but insurance is awesome it's smart it's strategic you get residual income you don't make much up front but you have to be Mm -hmm. in for a while but the ultimate goal of my life is to help people get to the next level, whether that's a business owner, whether that's a kid in elementary school or middle school or high school. No, this is exactly what we love to hear from our guests because these, these are the kinds of things that we can apply in our own life in our own way to help us. Mm. Our, our vocation might be the means. It might be the tool set. Mm-hmm. But we – but. Many of us, a lot of us, I think, have a have a, a larger mission that we're trying to, to live into. Something you might appreciate, and you may already be well aware of it, but there's this outfit called Kid Biz Expo. And yep. uh, I, too, have a tremendous affinity for young people, and in particular, young people who have a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit uh, that 
that may have already been tapped or could be tapped. Mm-hmm. You heard me mention Main Street Warriors at the top of the program. Yeah. Well, because of the Main Street Warriors, we're able to provide some programming for uh, nonprofits and veterans, but wow. also youth and uh, Kid Biz Expo. They had uh, their expo, their, their most recent one right here on the uh, green here in Woodstock, mm-hmm. uh, right there uh, behind Reformation. Another yeah. wonderful institution, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. And uh, we actually, Sharon Klein, uh, the, the lady who works with me, she interviewed a bunch of the kids. They were all running businesses. And it uh, I've said this before, and I'll, I'll share it with you. Man, you talk about wisdom beyond their years. Because they had been exposed to the structure, the rigors of of setting up a business and getting clients and buying inventory and and understanding the difference between, you know, what it cost them to get this get the goods and then and then their their margin. It it was fascinating. And uh, I just I feel like when we can provide these kinds of opportunities and open open their minds to, to this yeah. pursuit, I just I feel like you just never know. What kind of impact you could have um, for for a long, long time beyond that? Man, I love how tightly connected this community is because obviously you didn't know this, but um, I think they had a speaker set up and the speaker had to cancel for whatever reason. So BJ McCraney, he's a realtor in town. He's on the board of Kid Biz. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. he called me and he goes, hey, man, we had a speaker canceled. Do you want to go talk? So it's funny you said that. I'm going Sunday. I Are think you at really? 3 o'clock. I think it's on my calendar. I think it's 3 o'clock. To speak to them, and the title of the message is "Know Your Audience." So, I want nice. to help the, the the kids. All right, here's your business plan. How can you know your audience? And so, something cool. My daughter, my oldest daughter, she's 15. She hasn't been a part of Kid Biz. She's going to go, and she wants to either be either be a veterinarian or like a a dog trainer. She wants to do something with animals. And I shot her a message, and I was like, "Kylie, do you want to go?" And I can use you as like an example. So it's cool yeah. to put my own daughter up, but then also use her as a kind of a sample size, like mm-hmm. who who should Kylie's target audience be? So here's an example, like for, for my business. So I go to all these clubs. A lot of people in business can spend their wills over and over and over going to clubs, being a profession, quote unquote, professional networker mm-hmm. and not close any business. Right. Like there were a lot of people in Chattanooga. They were at all the things you would have thought and they just did not close a lot of business. And you're like, why not? Is it personality? What is it? It's probably a bunch of things. But one thing that's we, – we were talking about this before we started getting on the air. Specific is terrific. Mm. The riches are in the niches, right? So yeah. who is your target audience? And so when I go to these clubs, I'll do some meetings with people that are just very intriguing to me that may be outside of my – because I don't want to be so tunnel vision. Yeah. But if I want to grow my business, mm. I really need to focus on realtors – loan officers, and financial planners. Here's why financial planners look at your finances and they're like, hey, your your insurance looks high or your home's worth 420000 It's only written your coverage is for 310000 If your house burns down, you're not getting 400000 you know, something thousand to rebuild it. You're getting 300000 You need to, right. You need to have your agent relook at that or call my buddy Justin. You know, Talk to so, my guy. So if yeah. I'm very specific with my target audience – I'll write commercial insurance, but I never stand up and say, Hey, if you're a business owner, send me some, you know, commercial business. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. And we actually have, I'm a broker. So I have a lot of companies. We're actually very good at it, but I don't promote that. I'll write that and I'll get you a very good, well written policy at a good price. That'll beat most people. But the riches are in the <clears throat> niche is specific is terrific. So yeah, um, at that uh, kid biz, I'm going to talk about to everyone and have them write yes. down. Can we get, can we narrow your audience down? I know you want to reach everybody. Uh, you were, you were talking to me on the podcast today about um, if you start a podcast and you want to reach everybody, 
There, there's a niches you, are what, so much more powerful, so much more what, powerful. What, what did work. you call that? You called it. Uh, they're trying to reach everybody. Um, I forgot what you called them. There's a bunch of experts popping up. Is that the phrase? Uh, well, I said overnight experts. Overnight experts. That was <laughs> I was kind of dissing all these folks yeah. that are saying, we're going to make you rich in podcasting. I, this can be a very lucrative pursuit, and it should be because we help people get large ROI. Yeah. And there are a lot of overnight experts popping up, and, and just what they're telling people is just yeah. flat out wrong. Yeah. They're yeah. probably making a little money on selling the courses or the books. Yeah. <laughs> See, I get that. I don't really want to go start my own podcast. I'd rather show up here and say, how can you help me? You know what yeah. I mean? Or go, I don't want to go start my own video company. You know, I'd, I'd rather someone shoot a video and pay them money. Cause if I spend my time doing all that, the riches are in the niches. What if I spent two hours writing three or four policies that right. pay me five, seven, a thousand dollars to go pay for that video or to go pay. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's no, it. we try to stay in our lane. And like, I'll, I'll team up with Ron, with Ron Green or, or, or Jared and yeah, Tim, yep. you know, or, or, or uh, Matt Thomas over there with a the highlight reel. I'll team up with somebody who's also best in class. Yeah. There's plenty of money, but I want the client to get the best. Mm. And I, I'm probably a D minus in video, but even if I was a B plus, I, I, would, I don't want to do B plus work. I want to, mm. I want, and it sounds like your value system is uh wholly consistent with that idea mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you this. So, so my financial guy's name is Max. Uh, if if he reached out to me and Holly and he said, you know what? You need to talk to my guy. You just, I'm going to set you up. Give a, a – is it Jessica? Uh, Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, the, the inside seller. Um, yeah. Talk to Jesse. Talk, talk to Justin. So what happens from there? What is Walk us through that process. Yeah, a so bit. you're talking about like connecting and kind of passing referrals to each other? Is oh, that what well, we're talking about? Or well, how, I'm how actually we talking on? about like if, like if he if, if Max said, okay, you need to call Justin, here's his number, or I'll set you up. And then I reach out and I make the call, then, yeah, walk me through what happens between me and you. or me. Or, yeah. yeah, if it's me or if it's Jesse, what we say is we say, uh, hey, you know, if the client's name is Jim, right? Hey, Jim, is this your first time buying a home? Or No, I bought three or four. Well, cool. Yeah, what's the address? We'll look it up. Oh, that's nice. When you close. Sweet. Cool. Well, listen, here's what we do. Um, we're a brokerage. That means you may have like a state farm, Allstate, USAA. They've got one company. You'll get one quote. <clears throat> we're a broker, so we have a lot of different companies. Now, you don't pay us. You pay the company, and the company pays us. That's how we get paid. So 80 to 90% of the time, we're going to have a better rate. At the end of the day, that's what people care about. Mm-hmm. I used to nerd out and go through the coverage because I thought everybody yeah. wanted to know what they're getting. Because it's like if you get a, a really nice $100,000 Land Rover, there's so many gadgets. I think you actually have to go through a couple-hour class to buy some of those <laughs> or else you don't know how to get it off the lot. <laughs> right? You know, you don't just go crank it up like you do my truck out there. You know, you go like it's got hydraulic systems and all that. Like mm. I used to try to onboard with all this nerdy insurance stuff and people don't care. Now, some of your attorneys and your doctors and stuff – they care. Some of them don't. Like I was in the middle of telling somebody about my little presentation. He's like, Justin, listen, I trust you. Just, just write it. Yeah. I want to move forward with you. And I was like, whoa. So it taught me. So what we do now, instead of like nerding out through a policy, we'll say, hey, we got you very good coverage at a very good <clears throat> rate. You know, let me know if you have any questions or if you'd like to move forward. And we'll let your loan officer know. Or we'll let your financial planner know. And uh, we'll get a date, set this up on your closing date on your home, or if it's a financial planner, um, maybe at the end of your policy period this month, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get you started and uh, and we'll get you going. 
I mean, going right back to that trust, right? So I would trust you because I have gotten to know you a little bit. Now I'm getting to know you uh, better. If it was Max that set me up with you, instant credibility. If it's Darren Hunter, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I'm working some sort of mortgage through him, and yep. he says, well, yeah, yeah, talk to Justin. Let's get to yeah. all the you, – you just – you automatically have that trust, and then you just build it yeah. from there. I think I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask <laughs> it anyway. Uh, you, you spoke earlier in the conversation about having a mentor – are you finding opportunities now to, to mentor others? And, and, and what is that like? Man, like you got seven more hours on this show because <laughs> I will go off. I've got to come back sometime. I'm going to invite myself back <laughs> if you don't invite me back. But so, yes. So it's funny. So I've been, I've been, I've been here for a year. I switched companies four months ago. So when you switch mm. insurance company, that's not the smartest thing to do. But my back end systems, it just wasn't working at the previous company. Yeah. And I've got to stand behind what I'm selling. And so I got on this company that's all about home and auto. And I'm, and I thought about getting out of insurance. I'm like, I'm not starting this again. Cause you start all over. Yeah. Yeah. And so you start from the bottom, but the way they were able, I'm able to scale it, you know, I'm able to do that. So now even in four short months, I've come up with a system. I kind of want to write like a little, like a little book or a training manual and mm-hmm. kind of put on Amazon or whatever, like to show insurance agents how to kind of do what I've done. I've got a, I've got another month or two to finish the model but in doing that, I'm talking with three or four people right now that want to come and do insurance. And so now I'm able to serve as a – I may move from business development director to more VP of sales and mm-hmm. start bringing on people to go replicate what I've done and walk it through – you know, walk them through it. Shoot me a text. Give me a call. Let's do a weekly meeting for 30 minutes or an hour because it's so easy for me. But when you when you don't do it or you don't know, it's like anything, you know, if – if we went outside and I never drove a stick shift and you're like, Hey, you want to drive my car? And I'm like, man, it's a nice car. I don't know how to drive the stick shift. Yeah. You'd have to be patient and walk me through it. And it takes <clears> some time. If I just got out there and tried it by myself, I would jack up your clutch. I'd in your car. <laughs> I may get in a wreck, you know? And so to be able to mentor people on the business side, but not even just in that, I've been doing some health stuff lately, mentoring people with health, um, kid biz. I'm getting ready to do that. Like, you know, I think I've got a serial entrepreneur type brain. Um, I'm talking to a couple of companies right now I may invest into. I don't want to own them. I don't want to run them. Mm-hmm. But these guys are very good at their craft, but they're not the best at marketing or sales. And I didn't, I didn't major in marketing. I just major in being a high eye. It's just how I was wired. And I think a lot of my past and understanding people and doing ministry and working with people all the time, business just comes so natural for me. And I'm like, God, what? How are you just giving me that? even to be on a podcast today and doing the kid biz like he I've already been given opportunities for leadership to talk to mm. multiple people. And I think there I think when you when you get pretty good at something, the bigger your audience, the better, because you don't have to say it ten times. You can say it once where ten people can hear it, or you can say it once where a hundred people can hear it. Right. You know, so through a podcast or through kind of kid biz, if there's I don't know, five, ten, fifteen kids there on Sunday. That's awesome. So mentoring me, uh, mentoring, I went through all these personality tests. Um, two of them kind of popped up and said, you're a cheerleader. You're like, yeah, let's go, let's go. So I'm a motivator and encourager. And another one said, coach. I love mm-hmm. coaching. The last two years my daughter played basketball, they went 8-0 and 8-0. They went 16-0. and And I don't say that out of pride, maybe a little bit. If sure we're you <laughs> But I was very strategic. I took a very tall girl that was, you know, a little awkward that never shot a basketball in her life, and I put her under the goal every practice consistently. Hey, you know the little, you know the little box behind the goal, the rim. Mm-hmm. I just said hit that corner. She hit the corner. She was awful, but she got better and better, and better by the last game of the season. This girl that couldn't even hit the rim, twenty-seven points in fifth grade. 
Nice. She doesn't play basketball anymore. She just lost her interest in that or whatever. That was back in Chattanooga. But the point is being a coach, being a mentor, you see things other people don't see. Um, mm-hmm. If you've ever done Clifton Strength Finders, there's um, one of the strengths is strategic. And strategic is one of those you either have it or you don't. So I'll sit in meetings and I'll be thinking about stuff. I'm like, why is no one talking about this? It's not a pride thing that I see something everyone else doesn't see. But sometimes it is something you see that no one else sees because you've done that and you've seen the failure or you see where people are going. You're like, they're not going to make it. But they're so passionate about it. You have to watch them crash and burn because they're not going to listen to you. I know a lot about that because one of my uh, – so I've got a phrase for you. Uh, Hopefully some of your audience doesn't get offended. But um, I used to ask uh, – someone asked me the question, what's it like to be on the other side of me? And I think it's wise for people to ask their wife, their brother, their close friends, maybe your yeah. close five people, what's it like to be on the other side of me? And they may say, Stone, you are dot, dot, dot. Or Justin, you're kind of tense sometimes or you get angry or whatever it is. That way you can work on it. So I asked somebody that I said, what's it like to be on the other side of me? And he said, honestly – and I said, well, you can give me a positive, negative, positive. That's a, that's a nice little sandwich because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a people pleaser, you know, and I want people to like me. And so he gave me some positive. But then the critique was this. He goes, you're an ask hole. Ask. You're an ask hole. He goes, you ask all these questions, but you don't listen to me. And I'm like, whoa. He goes, I don't really want to give you advice if you're asking and you're not doing anything about it. And I was like, whoa. So over the last year, I've been like, before I ask anyone something, I'm like, am I going to listen to them? Or do I just want them to affirm what I'm already going to do? And so, yeah, to be a mentor, to be a coach, all those kind of things, I love to help people, whether it's a kid in elementary school, someone starting a business, someone on their health journey, or obviously someone in the insurance field. I I really feel like I can make people a lot of money, which is crazy because I came out of ministry where I made 50-something grand a year. But I feel like I can train and honor people to make a lot of money following a system and it's not a justin do we sell system it's just like no here's how you treat people here's what you do it's all about numbers if you go talk to a thousand people and you're good you're going to close x percent if you're bad you're going to close a lower percent you're going to close a percent do it mess up screw up and get better and you're going to close a higher percent and then the sales are just going to going to come so yeah i love mentoring love coaching i love all that well and what's so fun about that the idea of making money the, the more money you make my experience has been the more people you can help and then the more people you help the more money you make and then the more money you make the more pe- and i mean mm. it's it, at some point once it hits a certain point you uh you couldn't stop that you couldn't stop it if you wanted to you, you know <laughs> right? what's you know what's insane i i don't know what how, what this is going to look like how it's going to play out but what i'm doing with insurance and some other things right now um one of my goals, and again, dude making 50 grand a year, like that's not a lot for four kids and a wife at the time, but yeah. that's the most I ever made. I'm used to that. So I don't, I like fun things. It'd be cool to drive a pretty sweet $100,000 car one day or whatever. But my goal is to give away half the money I bring in. Good for you. Because I don't need it. But you know what? There's a lot of Justin DeWeese sitting in elementary, middle, and high school mm-hmm. and college. Uh, my two f- best friends went off to college. I was so depressed. When I was in college, because my friends left and I was an extrovert and I was like, what do I do? And I just felt stuck at home while they went off to college. And yeah, so many different people, even a, I'm 41, 40 year old man just sitting there that needs inspiration, that needs, you know what I mean? So how do we impact? There's so many great nonprofits in the community and it's like one at a time. I can't, I'm not there yet, but I, I'm looking forward to getting to that point where I can give away half the money. And I even thought about, man, if, a few things line up and if, if I'm I got prayed about this and I was talking to so I'm back dating again I got a girlfriend good for you her name's let's uh, give her a shout out yeah her name's Jess Jess girl 
Mm. So anyway, <laughs> I was talking with her about it, and uh, um, I was like, hey, I want to be praying because just said I made up a number. I said, just said I made $1.2 million one year. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I said, would I give away six hundred grand?" And she said, Justin, the fact that you're even asking that question is showing that your heart is at least in the right place. She yeah. goes, I don't know if you would do it, but the fact that you're asking that pr- question means your heart in the, is in the right place. So I want to get to give to get to give and make a big impact in this community and across the nation and around the world, to be honest, like with wells, you can give. And I was talking with uh, Eric Tilly in the business club and he was mm-hmm. talking about, I forgot the name of the nonprofit, but for like eight cents a meal, you can feed these kids in, in Africa. And I'm like, eight cents a meal, they eat all day. I think it's either one meal or all day. And I'm like, I want a lot of eight cents meals that I can, right, you know, right. I don't know what the math is, but man, if I get, you know, so you can't give a ministry too much or they'll mess it up. You got you <laughs> you, you to kind of give in portion where they don't get too prideful and over, overthink it, you know? So yeah. I think just kind of divvying that out, that's going to be fun. Like what if I had to hire somebody full time just to learn how to give out money to different, I mean, how cool is that? You know what I mean? But when you do that, you go reach the next stone. You go reach the next, you know, thankfully my kids, even though I'm divorced, um, their mom does a, a pretty good job of kind of raising them and listening to them. I mm-hmm. do the same thing. So my kids have a, oh, even, good. even though it's a broken good. home, it's a healthy upbringing, but they may not all come from healthy upbringings. And so to go reach those kids and give them hope and mentor them is, that's what life's all about. So if it's not too personal, tell us a little bit about your health journey. And I'm, I'm interested in the journey. Uh, many of our listeners know I've been on a health journey as well over the last several months. And I'm interested in your perception uh, of the impact it's having on the other aspects of your life mm. and your ability to, to live into some wow. of these things that you're trying to yeah. accomplish. I appreciate you asking that. So it's crazy. So I started something called Isogenics. And what it is, so there's a there's a Harvard um, – uh, the lead scientist is from Harvard, so it's very reputable and it's very backed. So the way they do it, they do it through instead of putting their products at Walmart or at GNC, they actually sell them through individuals because they want people to on ramp you. And so um, I eat five times a day. Your body, your your metabolism. I just heard this recently. Your metabolism is like a campfire, so you need to constantly feed it wood. If you feed it once at eight. AM and then once at, you know, one thirty, it kind of needs some more wood in between or it's going to go out. Mm. It's not going to get the best process. So if you're feeding it period, that's good. But if you're feeding it healthy stuff or scientifically based right. stuff, so they've done double blind studies through all their products where they had zero control and they published these in these high end journals and they've gotten uh I don't know if you've heard of the um what's it called? It's called the heart and health diet. They've beat that by like two times, which is like, I guess, America's leading diet. They beat it by twice. And so I've been taking this over the last couple of months. And so I have, here's an example of the day. I'll have a shake. I had a shake this morning. I have a snack after we do this interview. And then I have a lunch meeting today. I'll go out to eat. Then I'll have a a snack at 2 p.m. And then at 5 p.m. I'll have a shake. And I'm drinking a lot of water throughout the day, Mm -hmm. take some vitamins. Um, That's it. That's what my day looks like. And so some people are like, man, it's so expensive. I have to go to, you know, all these high end, you know, places and get all this organic food. So one shake is the equivalent to five plates of organic food. Uh, Isn't that insane? Yeah. And someone kind of asked me a question. They're like, well, you mean you're not getting real food? You're not eating physical food? And I'm like, I eat physical food. I just eat, I drink shakes too. And uh, uh, my buddy Eric was telling me, he said, think about broccoli. 
if you chew on a physical piece of broccoli, that's good. You're getting the nutrition, you know, the nutrition out of it. But what if you overcook the broccoli and you kind of overcook all the healthy stuff that's in broccoli and you eat it? It's still going to taste the same, but you got zero nutrition. He said it's not necessarily the broccoli. It's what you're getting out of the broccoli. And so when they scientifically yeah. do these shakes and even the snacks, they've got these protein bars, chocolate and lemon, flipping phenomenal. That's another thing. A lot of times you think it tastes bad or you can't right. eat. Like sometimes I forget to eat because I'm full and I'm like, oh, shoot, I should have eaten an hour ago. And I go eat. And so you don't have to starve yourself. You don't have to overpay. You know, when I was in ministry and even doing business, I'm out a lot with people. And so I don't have time to think about I, I'm kind of a perfectionist in whatever I do. So I don't have time to be a scientist and know everything and go home and cook. Like I'm a dude that doesn't like to cook. Some dudes like to cook. I don't. I'm not married right now, you know, so like I don't have a wife at home that's cooking. <laughs> and so um, it's just easy. It's quick and easy. I drink right. a shake. I grab a snack, put in a little cooler in my – but, man, I've lo- I lost 10 pounds before I got on the diet, um, and then I, I lost 11 pounds since I've been on it. And my goal weight was 185, and now I stay between 179 and 182. So I'm actually below my goal weight. Yeah. So aesthetically, I look the way I want to look. But it's more about losing. It's more about than just losing weight. Someone may need to lose 10 pounds. They got a little gut, 15 pounds. They want to get rid of that. You can do that in a month for real. Um, But we also have a tight community. We stay together. We have like Facebook groups and stuff. Um, Or someone may want to lose 100 pounds. A buddy of mine, he weighs 333, and he's trying to lose 100 pounds. He just let himself go, drinks several beers every day. He's like, dude, I need some accountability. I was like, let's go, bro. I just talked to him last night. Okay. He'll probably lose 100 pounds. He's already lost 12 in his first week, and it's that kind of thing. But it's healthy. It's safe. It's all those things, and you're not breaking the bank. I used to spend about $900 a month on groceries. Now I spend about uh, three or 400 on Isogenics and a couple hundred outside of Isogenics. Oh, wow. So it's actually saving me money. So anyway, it's right. I don't want to be salesy about it, but it's a phenomenal product, and even just the way I feel. Some people are like, well, you lost the weight. Are you getting off of it? And I'm like, no, because I'll just gain it back. Right. And it's such an easy system, and I feel good. It's not just about how you look, but it's about how you feel. Last thing, I've always heard this, but I've never really um, – I guess known what that meant, but 80% of what you look like has to do with the kitchen. I heard a quote recently, abs are made in the kitchen, not in the gym. Twenty, If 20% of it is gym, think of all the cycling and treadmilling and all the hard work and all the sweating right. and all that. But then you go eat a couple meals over the next few days and you just kind of <laughs> God crap it away or whatever. Right, you right. know what I mean? But you can actually eat some good food. Like I can eat a burger and fries every now and then if I want to. You know, As long as you're following it about 80% of the time, you're going to just – it's going to fall off because think about when you're on a treadmill and you're burning up a shake, that thing's gone like that versus burning a burger and all the <clears throat> carbs and all that yeah. stuff. So you can still eat what you want every now and then, but 80% of the time, try to follow the program. Uh, now that I'm undermined, sometimes I'll go out and eat two meals a day versus you know two shakes. I'll just yeah. do one shake and two meals because I'm under my goal weight. Then the next day I'll probably do two shakes and one meal. I'll try to stay on it. And so, yeah, that's, that's a little bit of my health. So journey. have you found that you have more energy, more clarity? Have you found that it's had a positive impact on your work and on your life mission? Absolutely. So yeah. I feel, I can't explain. Here's the best way I can explain it. So I didn't, I love playing basketball. I play two to four times a week. Wow. It's just my thing. Yeah. I go to the gym. I work out a little bit. I'm not a gym rat. But I love basketball. So I'm 5'11", white, and 41. The league ain't calling me Stone. <laughs> Stone, the league is not calling my number. But check this out. I'm out there 
I'm playing ball like I'm 25 years old. Like I'm playing ball like I'm 25 years old. I did not play high school basketball. I tried out in eighth grade and I didn't make the team and I just worked a lot during high school. I mm-hmm. never, I never tried out, you know, I never played for high school basketball. Someone the other day goes, where'd you play college ball? And I was like, what? Like that was like the best compliment anybody <laughs> yeah, no could kidding. give me. Where did you play college ball? Assuming I played somewhere. And I was like, I didn't play college ball, but it's literally the weights off. But think about it, man, when all the sugars and all the salts are detoxing out of your body, mm-hmm. like in America, we just drive through, drive through, drive through. Cause we're busy, right? That's why I like this diet. Cause it helps you out while you're busy, but it's insane, man. Like that, I guess that's the best analogy I can give you. Someone's like, you, you, would you play college ball? I was like, I didn't play college ball. So it, the way I feel, I wake up in the morning, I got healthy habits. I've, you know, the atomic habit, you know, there's, there's been several books about habit coming yeah. out. Um, you know, I woke up today. I've, I've already gone three and a half miles before eight o'clock, you know, just cause I feel good. And yeah. that's, a, that's the thing. If you don't feel good and you got salts and sugars weighing you down, your brain's not there. So to wake up and say, uh, even to go walk a half a mile and I'm not a walker. I hate walking, but what I do is I put in earphones and I start talking. I called my mom today, called my girlfriend today while I went on the walk and I do three and a half miles. And I'm like, I just walked three and a half miles. Cause what I really did was I talked on the phone and I listened to some inspirational music and some podcasts and stuff. So that's another thing. I, I, I knocked out three things, listen to music, talk to family and friends and uh, listen to some podcasts. I got educated. So it's, it's insane while working out, you know, like it's kind of like that combo thing. So yeah, it absolutely affects everything else in my life. So you mentioned atomic habits, big fan of that book and that whole idea. Um, Speak to this whole idea of habits, goals, how you choose to approach that. If if you would, I think our listeners would appreciate it. And I love asking people questions about these kinds of topics. Uh, By the way, guys, if if, if you want to get a lot of free consulting, just um, get your own radio show. (laughs) Also, if you like to read business books (laughs) and interview a bunch of authors. So, uh, but no, I'd love to get your perspective on, on how you approach habits, goals, disciplines, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Let me speak. I know some bits and pieces off the top of my mind of atomic habits, but where I really know is the power of habit. That's the one I really, I read that twice. Um, so you need to reward yourself with something. So to start a habit, you've got to do it X amount of times before the habit kicks in. I don't know that stat. It's in the book. But you got to do it X amount of times. But you need to reward yourself with something. So mm. the book starts off uh, in one of the earlier chapters about a lady that was way overweight, went through a divorce, just wasn't happy in life. And she started – she smoked all the time. So she started going on walks, and she would give something to herself as a treat. So just say you had like a small little Diet Coke or, you know what I mean, a piece of gum. Mm -hmm. Every time after you go on your walk, chew that piece of gum because you're rewarding your brain Uh and you're you're training and retraining and untraining your brain waves to start to think, I like this. And so Mm -hmm. when you wake up the next day, it's like when you go in somewhere, the book talks about Febreze and the way they sold it and they tried, they spent all millions of dollars trying to sell Febreze and they just, they couldn't do it. And finally they got to the, you know, they're like, Febreze, it takes the stink out, you know, all that and it didn't work. And finally... Um, they did all this psychological study and had this lady making her bed. And after she was done, she sprayed it and it was like Febreze, just that extra mile or something like that. I don't remember that. I'm doing a bad job quoting it, but they studied it in the habit of just that little spray, that smell, everything's fresh. So why do I want Febreze? Because it's that final touch. You know what I mean? So after the run or after the walk or after whatever you do, I'm going to chew that piece of gum. I'm going to drink that Diet Coke. Or 
you know, whatever. And so your brain associates waking up in the morning instead of do I want to run? And especially if you do get a nutrition plan with it, right. you think, I want that piece of gum. And you may not even think about the gum. You just think running or walking. I don't even run. I just walk in my neighborhood. And I may not even think about that piece of gum, but I think of something delightful because I think I feel good. I think I'm efficient because I'm strategic because I'm getting these calls done and I'm listening to podcasts and music. I know it's healthy for my life, but then it's like I get that piece of gum at the end. So, yeah, creating a habit becomes in turns into a lifestyle. And once that becomes in a lifestyle, that becomes who you are. So I've always – here's the thing. I've always worked out. I've always been active. I've always played basketball. But no one's ever looked at me and said, hey, where'd you play college ball? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So there's something about how you feel when you get to that point. And sometimes that point is like way distant in the future. That's what I love. I posted on Facebook the other day. I was like, hey, I'm looking to take on 10 people that want to help on their physical nutritional journeys, and I'm not charging you. Because like I'm not – I don't have a certification in physical fitness, you know. I've always right. – but I'm an accountability partner. That's all they are. Like if you and I hit the gym for the next three months and we did a certain amount of things, we're going to look different in the next three months. If we had a nutrition to that, because that's 80%, we're really going to look different, you know. And that's all people need. It's an accountability partner to say, hey, insurance sells. As I bring people on and they're going to go sell, right. I don't have a magical formula. I've got some cool systems and processes that I think will help them make a lot of money. But it's weekly. Hey, did you do this? Did you do this? I know the right questions to ask. And so, yeah, so when you're starting those habits and you have a community around you, your life will change, man. And it's, I've noticed, so I've been blessed. I meet on uh, Monday mornings at 7 a.m. We meet early, but with eight or nine other guys, spiritually, physically, physically slash nutrition, mentally, psychologically, financially, they're all ballers, right? It's not all millionaires, right? But they're all... And all those areas of their life, they're thinking strategically. They've got a purpose. They have a vision in those areas. You know how you know that saying, you are like the most common five people you hang out with? Those are my eight or nine guys every Monday morning because I need – now, nice. I put the group together, but I'm not the mm-hmm. quote-unquote leader of the group. Maybe in some ways I am, but I ask, I'm asking them to lead. I'm asking them to lead different sessions because I want to learn from them. Yeah, I want to pour out what I'm learning. But I want to learn from them. And so a good leader of a group like that speaks 20% of the time. And the rest of the time, yeah. you let it popcorn around because people need to think. They need to feel. They need to express. And so we have you ever heard of like – this may sound weird. Have you heard of sound frequencies? Like you can type in um, 777 sound frequency hertz. I just learned about this yesterday. But it puts on a certain type – I don't know the science or the art behind the music. But if you put that on in the mornings and put yeah. on some headphones – it's just this – it's a very strategic, specific type of sounds, sound waves mm-hmm. that retrain your brain. Really? And so my girlfriend does this. My mentor, Eric Tilly, does this. They put it on and they start to journal those sound waves. There's also mm-hmm. affirmations you can do. You can look them up on YouTube, but it's it's kind of like saying, I will be this. Not I'm going to try to be this, but it's like I am this. Right. And some of that was weird for me, to be honest, at the beginning – but then I, when I listen to it, some of it's still weird, but as I listen to it, I'm like, I like her, obviously. I like my buddy Eric. They're doing this, and they're killers at what they do. Right. I'm going to try to do this. And so that's even a habit for me, trying to do those things kind of daily. Well, and I think that's an important insight, and it took me way too long to, to figure this out. And it sounds so simple, and maybe it is, and I'm just a slow learner. But if, you, if you're in search of um, – the habits that are going to produce the results that you want to produce, 
get out there and, and find people who are already accomplishing mm-hmm. that which you wish to accomplish and look for the, their habits, their, their disciplines, and emulate some of those. You don't have to emulate 12 at a time, right? Yeah, yeah. surround yeah. yourself with those people. I didn't even mention this, man. So, like, I'm doing the isogenics thing, and I'm feeling good. And uh, the first mm-hmm. month I did it, $200 showed up in my account. And I was like, Eric, where's this coming from? I know you said I may make some money. Like, instead of selling it to Walmart or GNC, they sell it through people. So people right. can on-ramp them. Well, those people get reimbursed for that. They get kind of paid for that. I'm like... The next month I had four hundred dollars. I'm like, dude, I'm not selling your product. I'm just taking this, and I'm <laughs> right. excited about it. And a few people on Facebook, I posted a before and after picture right. on Facebook, and you could tell a significant difference. And people are like, "What are you doing?" And they signed up. It's four hundred dollars, and I was like, "Bro!" So I signed up my <laughs> girlfriend, another guy, and I'm not out there recruiting, but also I do want people to feel healthy. Yeah. But I put a little effort into it, and one day I made six hundred ninety dollars. My goal isn't to necessarily make money for that it was the health part but the financial parts following so you're going to notice a combo effect when you're doing all these mental things spiritual things psychological things the financial things it's all in one so who you hang out with is very important if you got Mm -hmm. some bros or some girls you've been hanging out with for years and they're cool look at their lives are they successful in those areas spiritually financially mentally psychologically have they gone through counseling man i've been through i've been through two divorces that's not a sexy thing to say on a podcast. Like <laughs> right. that could be embarrassing, but you know what? I own it. It's my story and I've learned from that and I've healed from that. And it's not just one part of it. It takes two to tango, you know, but sure. I used to put so much like, who am I? Like, why do two women not want to be married to me? Like, man, if I live in that, I'm living as Vic, the victim, <laughs> uh, instead of like getting my head up and saying, you know, what? I'm not going to live as a victim. I'm going to get through this. So I, I did a year of counseling. My counselor said, Hey man, you don't need a date. He goes, don't be too lonely. Hang out with some boys, hang out with some of your, your friends. Yeah. Don't be too lonely. You're going to go do something stupid, but don't be too busy. Cause you need to sit in this. I was like, Whoa. So I took some time off from dating for a while. So the fact that I'm with Jess and everything's going great. Like I didn't look from her. I found her in church. Like it's crazy. I, I tell you that story another day, but anyway, it's cool. But all those things go together when you're with those people that are killers. And think about that. That's every area of life. I want to do some kind of something one day about the art of a 360 degree man or 360 degree person or a complete mm-hmm. person. Some kind of that idea. Because if you're if we're made up spiritually, mentally, mm-hmm. psychologically, you know, financially, all these things, it's like who's the best at those? Like you said, like you even use other people for other video productions oh, and whatever because yeah. you want it to be the best. But it's yeah. like when you see a 360-degree man or woman, um, I need to be around them. What are they doing? What are their habits? What are their lifestyle choices and why? Don't just do it because they're doing it. Maybe you just do it because they do it first. Eric Tilly. So Eric Tilly, if you're listening, this dude's 50 years old and ripped He's the most ripped dude I've ever seen in my life. I'm sure some of it's genetics, some of it's isogenics, some of it's just – he's not a gym rat either. He goes to the gym three times a week for an hour. That's it. Wow. But it's – he's he's because 80% of it is what you put in your body. But all I knew at the beginning, I didn't know the science behind it. I didn't know any of that. I was just like, dude, what do I need to do to look like you when I'm 50? He was like, come on. And I signed up, lost, you know. And I already looked decent. You know, if I flexed just right and looked in the mirror, I could see about a one and a half, maybe a two pack, you know, but then I lost 11 pounds. My skin started to get tighter. I started to feel a certain way. So this is weird. I don't mean this in like a bragging way. I mean it because it freaked me out. So I was at the gym just like 
doing some curls and you know how your veins kind of pop. I always thought that was cool when like yeah, kids are in yeah. the gym, their veins are popping out or whatever. But like I looked in the mirror and I was like, holy crap. And it was me. It was like my, <laughs> my veins and my arms aren't huge, but I always thought it was cool. Like when you see the veins kind of pop out right, or whatever, right. but it's like, I don't feel like I'm trying for that. Cause I'm not, I'm just like following a diet and I'm working out a little bit. And, uh, anyway, so it, long story short to say that, like, I just saw him and I was like, what do I need to do to look like you? And I started that and now I'm, you know, a few months in. So I got to believe some of our listeners could uh, tap into this interview and some of them may hear it today live. Some of them may hear it six months from now and at least momentarily be inspired. Yeah. And I can also envision, or at least this can happen to, to, to me, uh, feel like overwhelmed with all the information yeah. and, and the insight. Yeah. So before we wrap, I'd love to, uh, if we can, let's leave them with just like one or two little action steps, mm. just a little, you know, a couple of pro tips we call yep. them sometimes, just something to get them going in the, in the yeah. right direction. If, if you were to pick one or two things to just start doing today. Yeah. On this, on this journey. Let's do light, medium, and deep because you're going to have people that are going to get overwhelmed. Okay. People that need a little bit more inspiration. People that are like, what do I do now? I want to jump all in. You know, yeah. sometimes you got to watch out for that too. A light <laughs> tip, I'd say wake up, drink a full glass of water, and just go on a walk. Even if it's raining outside, just go on a 30-minute walk. Get your shoes wet. Be consistent at it. Do that for 30 days and see what happens, right? Kind of an intermediate step if, if they wanted to meet with me or me and you together. We could all meet, grab some lunch or whatever. Just for inspiration, I'd love to hear their story. Um, I can tell them a little bit more about my story if they wanted to try some isogenics or, or maybe they're looking for a job and they're like, whether it's insurance or if they're like, I don't want to do insurance. Like I've got to know a lot of people in the county. I can introduce them to somebody else. Right. Or then three, if they just want to make a complete all-in, let me do this, let me jump on this. Like, yeah, like we can we can go on that journey as well. So, again, I feel like I'm just a cheerleader and a coach for wherever people are and whatever they want to do. I just want to jump alongside them and say, "Hey, let me let me help you out, and let's let's go." Fantastic! All right, so if someone would like to have a conversation with you or someone on your team, whether it be about insurance for themselves, or maybe they are one of these other trusted advisors, they're in the mortgage business or in the financial services arena. Yeah. Uh, let's leave them with some coordinates. What's the best way for them to reach out? Whatever you think is appropriate, whether it's a you know, website, LinkedIn, email, phone, what, whatever works yeah. for you. But I want them to be able to connect with you, man. Yeah, yeah. So I appreciate that. So if it's on the insurance side, um, whether you want a quote or whether you want to get in a career or whether maybe you're a loan officer and you're looking or a realtor and you're looking for an insurance guy. So if you can send it at quote at guardianinsurancesolutions.com, that's my email. Um, I've got, I don't know, 3,000 something friends on Facebook. You can just add me on Facebook. Look up Justin DeWeese, J-U-S-T-I-N. D-E-W-E-E-S-E. If you're friends with Stone, we're friends on there, so you'll know that that's me. There's a few Justin DeWeese's, not a lot, but um, mm-hmm. but that's me. I think I've got like a coat jacket on, and it's like a, a professional headshot that's on there. Insurance guy, Justin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, insurance. I do have a page called Justin DeWeese Insurance Agent, too. You can go follow that if you just want to do that as well. Yeah. Well, it has been an absolute delight having you on the show. we got to do this again. One thing that might be fun is to have you come in with one of, of your mentors or maybe someone like you yeah. mentioned from that group or a delighted client. You know, we, we'd love to hear their story, but also maybe talk about how you collaborate together yeah. in terms of trying to serve clients. Or uh, So don't be a stranger, man, because there's obviously plenty. Oh, I flipping love this, about. bro. Like, I didn't know what to expect. We talk, We didn't really talk about it. We booked it, and then I asked you like for two minutes what we're doing today, and you're like, dude, talk about whatever you want to do. And I'm like, seriously? So and I appreciate you just being chill. I appreciate you doing the show, and this is fun. I definitely want to come back. 
we will make that happen, man. We appreciate you, and uh, we want you to keep up the good work. I appreciate it. All right, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, Justin DeWeese with Guardian Insurance Solutions and everyone at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio.